we start today's episode, just to let you know, you can now nominate for the 2025 Northern Power Women Awards. To be in with a chance of celebrating with changemakers, trailblazers and advocates on the 6th of March 2025. Nominate now at wearepower.net. Women podcast for your career and your life, no matter what business you're in. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Northern Power Women podcast. It's the power up season where I, Simone Roche, have been getting the chance to speak to some fantastic role models from across our Northern Power Women community. We've discussed gaining board positions, amplifying voices, why the North is so amazing. And this week we'll be discussing the all important and very prevalent phrase, levelling up. I'm joined by the just strictly awesome Louise Beardmore from the United Utilities Group, where Lou is Customer Services and People Director. I always think that's such a double win, that, isn't it? You know, uh, is listed on our Northern Power Women Power List and is totally passionate about leading diverse and high-performing teams and a huge advocate of the power of inclusion and employee engagement to drive superior business performance. Louise leads strategy, operations, customer service and people capabilities. It's absolutely crazy what you do. You've got a strong track record of defining and delivering a transformational change. So tell me, Louise, are you ready to level up this week? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That sounds just a mouthful, just listening to you uh, read all that back, Simone. Uh, well, I want to talk to you about, you know, that we always talk about no one has a one straight line trajectory, do they, in their career? Um, and I know you have that massive passion for transformational change. So, you know, we've worked with you for some time now. We love the UU Massive. Um, and I've heard your not so traditional path. So tell us, what is your background? Where did you, what's your name and where did you come from? We've done Oh, what a question. <laughs> what a question. Um, so firstly, thanks very much for, for the opportunity for, for a chat. So, um, Lou Beardmore, I'm uh, born, educated, and spent quite a lot of my working career here in the Northwest. Um, and, and a product, if you like, of many different experiences uh, uh, along the way. So, I suppose, you know, the first thing is um, uh, traditionally from or originally from, uh, from Liverpool, um, from a, a strong working class background. Um, my mum, uh, one of 11, a uh, good Catholic Liverpoolian family, so one of one of 11 children, um, and, uh, and my dad. Um, and if I think about my, my upbringing and, and, and I suppose some of the learning along the way, my mum was a cleaner. Uh, my mum doesn't write or read, but really valued education and the benefit that a great education could bring and the opportunities it could bring. My dad was an electrician, uh, worked super, super hard. Um, and, you know, they did what many families did way back when in terms of working multiple shifts and multiple jobs uh, to give them the opportunity to, to ultimately uh, leave Liverpool when dad worked for a company called ICL. Uh, I feel hugely fortunate, if you like, for the fact that what I always call my grassroots background I'm doing a job like I do at United Utilities where I'm serving 7 million customers day in, day out. The fact that, you know, I know how people live, how people work and some of the challenges that people face 
day in, day out, is something that I think is really, really important to any leader. And what and it is and that is the true Liverpool family. I think my my grandfather was one of thirteen, you know, and you know now we'd say, gosh, it was the no telly, and there actually wasn't. No, <laughs> definitely no telly. And I know when I first met my husband, he was like, how many? Uh, is that normal? I was like, that's common. That's real commonplace. So huge, huge family values, if you like, um, and very much grounded in that sense of um, and support and, and understanding of the challenges that people face. But also a great believer if you work hard, uh, if you apply yourself. And I think that's a key thing that I was taught right from day one was if you work hard, treat people with respect. Um, you know, my mum has a great saying, which is, uh, you know, be nice to everybody on the way up because you never know who you're meeting when you're on your way down. And you know what? That is so, so right in terms of valuing everybody's contribution. Um, and that sense of if you work hard, if you apply yourself, actually, and believe in yourself. Uh, and take every opportunity that comes your way, great things can happen. Now, I know you're not somebody that necessarily, I think, sees obstacles um, in the way and more about how you can swerve around. I think um, I'm probably pretty much the same. But how have you overcome any of those challenges as you've, you know, to get to where you are today? You've got this massive role. You've just talked 7 million customers. You know what? It's a great, it's a great role. I feel really fortunate. So and people often say to me, that's a really strange job, isn't it? Customer services and people together. And I'm like, absolutely not. It's all about people at the end of the day. And, you know, if you want to deliver great service to customers, you've got to start with your own employees. And it's really funny. I'm sat here now. I'm responsible for 7 million customers, £2 billion worth of revenue every year. So a massive P&L, thousands of people. Um and it hasn't been plain sailing. You know, I went to uh, a local state school, school that I uh, then ultimately sent my daughter to, and I'm a governor of now. She says it's just a spyana. Technically, she is right. Um, but, you know, I, I went to state school. And when I left school, um, you know, I was I was in good sets at school, but I had to work really, really hard. You know, I wasn't as fortunate as the other kids in the class where it just came naturally to and um, when I left to go to university, and I'll be really honest, didn't probably do as well in my level results as I should have done. I discovered boys. Um, I'm glad to say that boy that I discovered is now my husband. <laughs> but, um, but, you know, I didn't perhaps do as well as I should have done. I was handed a, a letter from my English teacher. He was a fantastic guy at the time. He said, um, we think you're dyslexic. And we've always thought you're dyslexic. Um, but back then, if you were statemented, as the wording was uh, when I was young, as dyslexic, you had to be taught for educational need. And school just didn't have that funding. So I arrived at university um, with all these really bright, brilliant people in Manchester with this letter burning a hole in my bag, which said, you know, she's dyslexic. And I got some fantastic support and intervention um, from Manchester University to help me understand how do I learn? How do I process information? Um, and that was just somebody literally unlocking my future. You know, I came out of Manchester with a first class honours degree. I learned how I learn, how I process information. Um, and it was literally like somebody gives me the gift of my future there and then. And from that day, I have been passionate about supporting young people in terms of achieving their full potential. And more importantly, young people who may come from working class backgrounds or may have certain uh, challenges, or as I call them, gifts, um, uh, in relation to, to where they learn and how they learn that may have held them back in, in the past. So I do a huge amount in the Northwest in terms of supporting 
uh, dyslexia charities uh, and supporting young people in terms of giving them that belief that they can go all the way, they can become board directors, they can run large businesses and actually uh, be, be empowered by, by the gifts that they have and not see them as things that are inhibitors and hold them back. I love that. And I love really referring to things as the gift and unlocking the gift of your future, if you like. And it's funny, you talked about labels as well. You know, we're talking about leveling up. We're talking about social mobility. You know, is there a way that we can almost simplify that? I think because sometimes we do get a bit obsessed with giving things a label, don't we? Where actually you just talk about it as gifting. <laughs> yeah, actually, you know, I hate labels. And, and we do that, don't we, in business? Because, you know, we all love targets, we all love activities, and we want to be able to structure things. Um, so I, I think we're our own worst enemies. And people often say to me, um, you know, I'm, I'm hugely passionate about social mobility and about inclusion. And, and people often say, you know, why, well, why, why is it important? You know, um, and I often talk about strengths lie in our differences and not our similarities. And, and anybody running a business or anybody accountable for delivery, you're as good as your team and your people around you. Um, and there was a great article I read recently, um, uh, just going into the, the, the Euros and uh, Gareth Southgate, who I think came a little bit of a, an inspiration for us all in terms of that calm, focused leadership. And he talked about echo chambers. And I love that concept. If, if we just surround ourselves with people who look like you and look like me, who've had the same experiences, the same opportunities, not necessarily had some of those struggles, actually what you get back is the echo chamber, um, that similarity. There is no diversity of thought, no diversity of contribution. Um, and actually that's a huge shame, a huge shame, because, because actually it will then you know, inhibit naturally what you're able to achieve and, and deliver as a result. Um, you know, nobody wants a team of people who are, are surrounded by what I call yes people. I want people to challenge me, to stretch me, um, because actually that's that's when we get our best, not just from our people, but from ourselves too. And that's where we talk about that difference, isn't it? You know, we talk about that from a gender equality perspective, from a race perspective, from an ethnicity perspective. And I think it's it's equally important. One of the things when we did our levelling up report last year, we asked for seats at the table. You know, we asked for seats at the table for entrepreneurs, from entrepreneurs from Black, Asian, minority, ethnic backgrounds, female um, entrepreneurs. We wanted more female representation at the table, but we also wanted representation from young people and also from those different backgrounds. You know, you talked about coming from that grassroots background you know you want to hear if if there's been big decisions made then you need to have the people from those environments don't you so how you know how do you how do people ask you know if people want to change if you like or create the life that they want and they want to improve their career or even start their career what advice would you give to that individual who thinks, oh, gosh, I don't fit that because I thought it was about the echo chambers? And, you know, I, I talk to a lot of young people. I think the first thing is about self-belief. It's about really believing that you've got some special gifts and qualities and finding a way of which you can apply them in an area that means something and is passionate to you because we're all at our best aren't we when we're doing something we absolutely love so whatever that may be um it's creating those opportunities and throwing yourself into the role that you've got you know and people often say to me how do I get the next role and I go be absolutely brilliant at the job that you do be fantastic at the job that you do create the networks and create the opportunities for the job that you want 
and we all know that you know it, you know a large element of progressing in an organization or through a career it's not you know it, it isn't what you know um it's it's actually who you know and that in itself can be really discriminatory because if you're in an environment where you don't know those people how do you create those connections so for me the biggest piece of advice is be brilliant at what you do but look up and look around you because you'll start to see the connections You'll start to see the people. Um, I'll give you a great example. I, we were at um, an event, corporate event last week, and we'd uh, sponsored a garden at the show at Tatton because it's all about, you know, uh, saving water and, uh, and all of those types of things. Really, really good. But we'd, we'd opened this garden and we'd invited various different people along. And um, we'd also invited some employees and somebody came along. And she was in a in a team who's who's in one of my departments, and uh, they were there with their partner. And they said, "Oh, you know, I do I do this, I do that. I'd really love to see if there are any opportunities." Fantastic. Here's my email. Follow it up. What came in the next week was here's my CV. Would you mind having a look at it? She's coming in next week to look at what opportunities we've got. She took an opportunity from something as simple as just attending a garden. And my answer to that was brilliant take every opportunity that you can seize wherever they may appear and really think about how do you make the most of them do you know what i couldn't agree more and i think that's half of the leveling up isn't it is making those opportunities available not just for people with that social capital or that network capital it's broad and wide so you know what are your top tips for staying focused and smashing those goals that sometimes you think are way out of your your wheelhouse so to speak you know i often talk about focus on the things that you can change worry about the things that you can change accept that there are things around you that actually you're not going to be able to influence and change and therefore understand well actually how do I deal with those then if I can't move that obstacle how do I go around it and I think it's also about recognizing um, what's the support that you have in place. And I often talk about this as a, as a, as a female. And I often say, you know, my name's Lee Beardmore. I've got two jobs. My first job is I'm a mum uh, 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 to Grace and, and wife to my husband, Simon. But I'm also, you know, a director of the FTSE 100 business. And I think it's about recognising, and I think women are really hard on themselves, but at times it's how you draw on that broader network. How do you, I talk about having lots of insurance policies. I'm full up on the insurance policies, whether that be great grandparents to intervene, fantastic friends who always make sure that, you know, when Grace was going through school, you know, I knew it was book day. More importantly, I probably outsourced some of the, uh, the costumes and all the rest of it. Don't be hard on yourself. Recognise that being a woman, you can have it all. You can have a brilliant career. You can have a brilliant family. But to do those things, just like in business, you'll pull on and you'll draw on um, expertise from others. And that's no different than being at home. But also not being hard on yourself. Yeah. And that's easy to do sometimes. Do you know what? They are brilliant tips. I can't believe how much we've got through in that that small amount of time. But as ever, we are so grateful for your insight, your wisdom and your positivity. That's what always bowls over. We did these great carousel events, didn't we, last year? And, you know, and that was all about giving opportunities and creating conversations for people either at the start of their career or young people sort of pre-work. So really grateful for all of your support. Thank you so much, Lou, for joining us today. 
today on the Northern Power Women podcast. Next week, I'll be chatting to Michelle Forward from Bank of New York about the power of mentoring, which I know you're a fan of as well, Lou, and how and why everyone should get involved with it. Please, please do join in the conversation at North Power Women on Twitter and Northern Power Women on all our other socials. Or drop us a line. We'd love to hear from you. Podcast at northernpowerwomen.com. I'm Simone Roche, and you've been listening to a Northern Power Women podcast, Power Up Season, a What Goes On Media production. Oh,